grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So no doubt, many of you who stand in checkout lines at the grocery store, sometimes preparing for the, the holidays, get the scoop on uh, predictions by just reading some of the headlines that you see. You don't see it quite as often these days anymore, since I think those tabloids are uh, gone uh, more into the online version. But, uh, you know, everyone has their take on what's going to happen in the new year. And I, too, have a few predictions for you tonight. Now, I'm not looking into any crystal ball. One is found in Matthew's Gospel. And many predictions, even by big-name experts, turn out to be wrong. Did you know, for example, that in 1943, Thomas Watson, then chairman of IBM, predicted that there were probably was a market for about five computers in the whole world. Or that Business Week predicted in 1958 that with 50 foreign cars already for sale here, the Japanese auto industry wasn't likely to carve out a very big slice of the American market for itself. Or that Daryl Zanuck, head of 20th Century Fox, predicted in 1946 that uh, TV wouldn't last because people would get tired of staring at some plywood box every night. Indeed, we have reason to be skeptical of predictions, even by big-name experts. And so what are the predictions that I have for you tonight? It was given to Joseph through the angel of the Lord when he said, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And surely you heard the prediction in Romans. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God. Those are the predictions that I have for you. From the highest authority in heaven and earth, God's word, which names Jesus as the Savior of the world, it is an impermanent world, in an uncertain society, in a, a risky life fraught with many unknowns, in the face of anything that 2023 can bring, this is one prediction that you can count on. What God has done and is doing will not end. His saving purpose for you will not fail. Nothing will be able to separate you from his love. Now, can you believe this? Could it possibly be challenged? Could it turn out to be terribly wrong? Well, Paul gives voice to the challenges and objections that could be made against this prediction. And even though most of us come here tonight to acknowledge our faith and give praise to God, they could also be our challenges and objections. Paul expresses the challenge, what if someone rises up against us? 
and you know the feeling. It seems that everyone and everything is against you. The young man came home from college. He had a, a real tale of woe to tell his parents. See if at least one of his troubles matches any of yours. I'm not getting very good grades. I got laid off from my part-time job. My girlfriend told me to take a hike. It seems like everyone is against me. I really feel down. Now, I suspect we all know those kinds of feelings, and we know that we will probably experience them in the new year. We may not even be able to put a finger on all the causes to, for our feelings, but things don't quite go the way that we would like. Dreams surrender to disappointments. And it truly seems like everything is against us. And so we feel down. And we have a bout with depression. But we do know the real cause of all that. Martin Luther reminds us that the evil one wants to lead us into great despair and unbelief. What happens to our one sure prediction when everything rises up against us with all the power of the evil one? Right away, Paul gives the rebuttal to that challenge. If God is for us, who can be against us? Do you feel the surge of confidence in that? If God is on our side, it doesn't make any difference how gigantic the, the Goliaths against us are. And understand this. It won't be because of our feelings, of our own, or our own resources, or our own armor that will persevere in the coming days when things seem against us. It will be the fact that God is unequivocally on our side. We may know that, that God is on our side because he did not spare his own dear son, but delivered him up to death on a cross for us. The very name Jesus means Yahweh, or God, saves. God is on our side. As Abraham demonstrated that he was completely on God's side by not holding back this, his beloved son Isaac from God, so in a much greater way, God has once and for all demonstrated that he is fully and completely on our side by not holding back his own son from us. God, who is so clearly on our side, will graciously give us everything we need to carry us through to victory against all that is against us in the days to come. When we count on the prediction, we can be sure that it is going to happen. Nothing will be able to separate us from his love for us. You are given him, you are to give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. But Paul gives voice to another challenge to that prediction. 
What if some charge is brought against us? The charge that we are hopeless sinners, that we deserve to be condemned. Well, could such charges be brought against us? Yes, of course. The world is constantly trying to twist anything a Christian does into something to ridicule. And we know as sure as we live that as we begin to walk down the pathway of the new year, we will end up slipping and failing. We will offend our God in thought, word, and deed. We will hurt those closest to us, our family and friends. We will not love one another as we ought. We will be sick in spirit because of our own grievous fault. Then the harsh word of God's own law will point its accusing finger at us and say, you're guilty. Our own consciences will, be, will torment us. See how bad you are. How can you call yourself a Christian? And the evil one will be close at hand to condemn us. He is a tricky one. He combines forces with our own sinful nature to lead us into all kinds of shame and vice. And then he gloats at us. See, you have put yourself beyond the reach of God's love and help. Your case is hopeless. What happens to our sure prediction when all these charges are brought against us? Well, confidently, Paul demolishes the challenge. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Do you get the picture? Confidently, you have already had your court appearance before the judge of all human beings. You were guilty. You deserve the severest eternal punishment. But then someone spoke up for you because he loves you. He approached the bar and argued that his own perfect life was offered for you. He pointed to his own death on the cross as having already served your sentence and paid your penalty. As the risen Christ, victorious over all your enemies, he did not count your case hopeless. He loves you. And then the judge of all human beings handed down a verdict in your case. Acquittal. Freedom. Life. He declared you innocent, not because you are, but for the sake of the crucified and risen Christ. You are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. But Paul notes one last challenge to his prediction. What if some of the defeating, demoralizing facts of life come crashing against us? Could they not separate us from the sense of God's love? Could they make us forget that Jesus came to be our Savior? Paul doesn't dodge the issue here. He says, 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, admittedly, any one of those things seems to have the power to cut into our existence like a knife and sever us from a sense of God's love. People have been wondering in these last years with all of the the national headlines, what will become of us? We wonder too. But we probably wonder even more how the headlines of our own lives will read in the coming year. Will they contain fearful words like cancer? Will they contain words like surgery, terminal, job loss, marital disruption, sickness, injury, death to a loved one, or some other fearful headline we cannot now even perceive. Given the facts of life, we know that at least some of us will face some form of trouble, hardship, or suffering in the coming year. And then can come the fearful panic, the desperate questioning about where God is now, the dread feeling that we have been cut off from his love. That's just what the evil one wants us to think. What happens then to that prediction that nothing is able to separate us from God's love? Even in the face of all that, Paul proclaims victory. With full assurance, he writes, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. A group of whitewater rafters was heading down a wild river And suddenly, the raft had a huge surge of water that knocked the front person out of the raft into the foam. And the person that that was done in front of was me. The man overboard felt the the rush of water over his head, and the water hemmed him in. He couldn't speak. The water was so cold. He couldn't see. He couldn't breathe. And he told me a, a prayer flashed through his mind. Lord, please save me. And the next thing he knew, he felt the grip of my hand on his forearm. I never thought that I could lift someone out of the water, but in that kind of state, I did. The next thing he knew, he was swooped out, out of the water, and secured in the raft. The first words he heard were, don't worry, it's okay, you're safe. Now, Peter no doubt felt the same feelings as as he succumbed to the approaching waves after stepping out on the fishing boat. He was hemmed in. He thought he was going to die. But then Jesus thrust his strong hand toward Peter and pulled him to safety. Nothing could separate him from the love of Jesus. That's why Paul can speak victory language even when you feel hemmed in by all the sufferings in your life. The one who loves you is always there. He who conquered death through suffering for you is with you 
in your suffering. He says, don't be afraid. I'm here, and I love you. Paul expresses this through chapter 8 of Romans. Our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Even when you are hemmed in by the facts of life, you can count on the prediction. Nothing will be able to separate you from God's love. Jesus will save his people from their sins. Paul clung to that prediction. It can be yours also in all the years to come. This prediction was made not by some fame-seeking tabloid writer or so-called expert, but by God's special messengers in his word. Jesus, God saves. Emmanuel, God with us. This is a name of authority that you can stand on without a doubt throughout 2023 and beyond. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord.